0: blessings everyone and welcome back to another episode of superpowers of the soul this is Amorkai, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today talking with our super fabulous guest Melanie Graverson about the intersection of energy emotion and fitness Melanie is the founder and diverse practitioner at inner lift a boutique training studio located in the beautiful sunshine coast of British Columbia Canada she is super passionate about the world of personal training, and she contributes to the leading edge of its evolution by working not just in the physical, but at the intersection of the physical, emotional, and energetic. Melanie has this phenomenal ability to bring out unprecedented levels of self awareness, healing, fitness, and health in her clients. And I am extremely excited that she's here to share some of her exceptional wisdom with us today. Combined with her big, beautiful heart and super awesome sense of humor, I suspect this will be an episode you won't want to miss. She is brilliant and I absolutely adore her, so let's get her on. Welcome to the show, Melanie. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, and that introduction, I I just feel very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's also true. It is <laughs> going to be a fun ride, folks. I cannot wait to talk to you today and and really reveal, you know, what anyone interested in personal training, health, or fitness really needs to know about the astounding benefits you've discovered. From focusing your training a little left of traditional, you know, and more at this intersection of of what we're calling, you know, the energy, emotion, and fitness intersection. I really think it's the next level of, of 21st century fitness. And I think it will resonate quite powerfully with so many of us. I am very excited. But before we get into it, let me just start us off by asking you our favorite opener around here. What are your superpowers of the soul, Melanie, and how are you using them for good in your life right now? Oh, good question. I
1: feel like I am truly giving the world a gift through health and energy releasing, movement, just allowing others to heal themselves and open their own gifts is truly where I see myself and my soul going.
0: Uh, so not a small gift. Oh my goodness. It's so <laughs> fabulous. That's like the best superpower ever. You know, I I always, no matter what I do and what I discover, I always find myself circling back around to like health is wealth, right? That that yeah. that is the foundation for everything else. I always seem to circle back to that, no matter what other fun side quests I get to go on. I love it. It's going to be a super fun ride to talk about this interweave and what you've discovered, uh, what you've noticed, (laughs) what the benefits are, and what all of these components mix together into a personal training practice actually looks like, sounds like, feels like, and results in. I'm I'm ridiculously excited for it. Ridiculously (laughs) excited for it. It's going to be really fun. Okay you know what, we, we're we just going to go right ahead. We're going to jump into our short break now so we can plunge headfirst into your wildly wonderful world when we get back. Uh, before we break, Mel, where's the best place for people to go connect with you to find out more about you?
1: Uh, they can go on to my website, which is innerlift.ca. Um, and through there, they'll get linked to the Jane app and then they can just book online. And I do in person and I do over the phone or,
0: Skype, or social media. Mm, So virtual sessions in your area. Oh, that was so amazing. Oh, please do that. I highly, highly, highly recommend this for people near and far. All right, everyone, you are listening to superpowers of the soul here on the superpower network. And we will be right back to get deep into the intersection of energy, emotion, and fitness with Melanie Graverson in just a moment. There is so much goodness coming up for you. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Welcome back everyone. This is Amora Kai, and if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Melanie Graverson about the intersection of energy, emotion and fitness. So let's just start there, Melanie. In the in the world of personal training, in the fitness world, what does it even mean to be working at this intersection of energy, emotion, and fitness?
1: Um, well, I've noticed in my training patterns that people seem to get repeat injuries or they have regular uh, reasons for coming in. And so what I've started noticing is that the missing link was why these things keep happening and why people keep getting injured the same way and what's caused them to lose their fitness in the first place. And that's when I started to see these different parts of people sort of emanating out when they were training or exercising. And I never really acknowledged it to them. Um, And now I've started to be like, that feels like some anger coming out. Let's acknowledge that let it move and let's keep going. And I think the the diverseness of that in a training situation is you're not just coming for a workout and then leaving, you're coming releasing and then leaving. So you're actually leaving further ahead than when you were coming in. And that's been my goal now for a couple of years. Um, the missing piece that I've noticed in personal training as a legit business is yeah you're just filing people in giving them their workout filing them out there's that piece um of the emotional connection is missing I used to call myself the bartender of fitness because I hear it all and (laughs) now
0: (laughs) (laughs) right Mm -hmm. yeah so (laughs) okay So in the traditional world of personal training, let's, let's do this. What, how does the traditional world of personal training define success?
1: Um, by low body fat percentage, weight loss. Um, and typically it looks like, oh, look, you're pushing heavier weight. You're getting stronger. What's your muscle mass? How much body fat have you lost? What are your percentages? It's a very numbers based game. Mm -hmm. And that's why I stepped away from it originally, um, working in the bigger gyms like I have uh, for multiple years. And to me, it was so much more than numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to have this poster that had six different women on it and all of them weighed the same weight and all of them looked completely different. And it said above it, weight was just a number. And Mm -hmm. that was always so passionate for me. Um. And so I feel like that's why I've stepped away from working in facilities and created my own space so that I could Mm -hmm. welcome and embrace the whole person as opposed to the goals.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. And yet there's still metrics for, for measuring effectiveness, right? I'm assuming that yours have evolved a little bit. Like how do you determine your effectiveness?
1: Um, I'll see a client come in just heavy and not weight based heavy, just heavy in life and just looking to get moving again for whatever reason they stopped exercising and they're looking to get stronger and they'll leave here feeling lighter. And that's how I measure uh, weight loss and success. And then they come back. And then they shift more and they lose more. And it becomes more of a a gift of lifting as opposed to a gift of, here, this is your goal. You wanted to have toned arms.
0: Off you go. Um, (laughs) And just to be clear, you can still have toned arms. (laughs) It's true. Yes. It's really true. It's about the toned arms. And 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 I'm gonna circle back around because this is the super narrow network, super power network rather. So you can talk about all the kooky wonderful wild things here that you know are, are really true in your world. And one of the things I heard you say is you started seeing things, you started seeing anger. You started seeing aspects. You started seeing different things uh, other than how much weight someone could lift or a number on a scale or just the physical aspect of what was walking in your door. Is that a exactly. fair reflection? Okay. That, that is correct. Talk about that. What does that look like? How do you see these things? What does that look like to you?
1: Um, It's mostly feeling-based. I find that um, before I really, truly embraced my soul's purpose, I would just kind of take it from somebody and, oh, that's anger. Let me just take that off. Or, um, I'll often clients will often say, oh, you read my mind and I'll laugh and I'll say, oh, I only do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, but truly I can feel what's moving and I can sense it. Um, sometimes it has, um, a color other times it's just a feeling and when that starts to come up I just let people have permission to move it and usually acknowledging it um, doesn't necessarily need to happen but it'll help it to shift through the body and as you start to develop and open and expand your muscles and you build those muscles and you're getting stronger but you're also releasing all the stuff that you've held in your body because muscles are phenomenal they can hold Hold emotions from positive emotions to negative emotions. And your body holds your story. So, a lot of clients who have been unsuccessful in weight training or strength training, it's typically because their body starts to get too close to their story and then they don't want to do it anymore or they'll get their injury. And I've seen that repeating. And that's when I started to dive in a little bit deeper into actually acknowledging what was coming up for people and saying, hey, that feels like sadness. That feels like grief. I feel like we might need to sit with that for a minute. And majority of people are open to it. I've had some clients that it's not for them, which is completely okay. Um, but it's a phenomenal gift to be able to access the deeper reasoning of what's preventing them from being successful.
0: Mm. I love that for so many different reasons, but what I really hear you saying when I when I'm listening, I love that line, my body holds my story. The body mm-hmm. holds the story. It's it's akin to the whole idea that the body is the subconscious and so many of us are now, you know, very conscious and aware of our stories of our uh, belief patterns limiting beliefs the idea that there's held and stuck energies or emotions or traumas and you know so much of the time we're thinking about them and really at some level we're going to have to access them through the physical through the body And I think that there's a lot out there in my experience anyway, and I know there's a huge body of work in somatics that, that speaks to this, but this feels a little bit different. This feels like a parallel path of building up and strengthening and expanding and growing and honing and forging while simultaneously releasing and clearing and letting go and healing. And Oftentimes I find that we're choosing one or the other. I don't know if that resonates with you, but that's, that's my experience when I hear you talk about this is you're, you're sort of doing both at the same time.
1: Yeah. I find that it is um, more productive to do it at the same time. (laughs) Of course you do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Patience and (laughs) effectiveness and efficiency. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I do love yeah. efficiency. What's the fastest um, way we could do this? Yeah, best possible way for the best possible outcome now. Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are attached to their story, which is totally okay. Um, mm. I find that those who are ready are ready and things start to move. And sometimes it's things that I have no idea about at all and it just takes us on a really fun path and i'm always open for the adventure and i love to hold a space that is completely open to vulnerability and i've had many clients have cried while they're exercising i've had other clients who do two rows and then they lay on the ground for the rest of the time it's really open and fluid and i love a completely unbiased, unjudgmental space. And that's why I work in this tiny, wonderful little boutique studio that I made for myself.
0: (laughs) Yes, I can see the benefit to not doing this in the middle of a big public (laughs) gym. I really get that. I really get that. We're not quite there yet. Although, I do have a secret dream. (laughs) that we get there. Like I've always oh, had this thing too. where I wish there were emotional bathrooms. Like, yes! Everybody's so okay with the physical bathrooms and we have one on every corner and every bathroom. And, every, and I'm like, where's the emotional bathroom? Like, I need to puke this out right now. And even though it's not as tangible as, as the physical, it really exists and it's really important. So I think, yeah, the emotional bathrooming is really important. And, and moving that energy. I mean, you talk about the moving the energy and, and what that looks like. I mean, that's a whole other level. I would say that's the most most subtle layer that is really becoming prevalent nowadays. But let's circle back just a little bit here for, for what people actually experience when you train them. You've touched on quite a few things. What results are you ultimately seeking for people?
1: I just want everybody to be happy within themselves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just to be able to commingle mingle with happiness as opposed to meeting in a negative. And I love the ability to give people the opportunity to emote and to release and to build and grow. I feel like that is my true hope for everybody that leaves here is they leave here feeling a little bit taller and a little bit lighter and a little bit more confident within their own skin.
0: Mm. So you mentioned in the beginning when you were when you were working in the more traditional world that you come from that you were noticing these repetitive injuries and you were noticing these sort of patterns, right? Was there any other convictions that occurred for you that really motivated you to, to seek a different, or we could even call it a more enhanced direction than the sort of traditional fitness world that you were in at the time?
1: Yeah. So I went to my, I did my holistic nutrition course. Cause I felt like there was a piece that was missing. And I have always oh. up until now felt that there was a piece missing in the fitness industry. And it was always for me, it was always the why, why did you get here? What oh. caused you to be here why are you comfortably keeping yourself in the same spot with the same pattern Mm -hmm. and so the more people I trained the more I saw these regular patterns in people males and females Mm -hmm. and it was just so continuous and you know people got stronger and They got fitter and then they ended up with a repeat injury because they started to get towards a place that was uncomfortable for them. So Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to see through is how we can rewire those patterns and recognize and allow that trauma and that story to come forward so that the person can actually shift towards their, their goal. And not see their goal as, oh, I'm almost successful. I've got to stop because then I have to rewrite my story or my story isn't as valid as it once was. Um, So I feel like the fitness world and the fitness industry has a lot of these undertones of, well, why are you pushing those boundaries? Why are you here? It's those little tiny whys that nobody really asks because then it becomes too personal. It just, the fitness industry is very surface and I always wanted it to be deeper.
0: Mm. I just adore you. I mean, is it any wonder why folks? I can't imagine how many people are just... Like feeling heard and feeling seen in this moment and feeling like, oh my gosh, that's me. I can so <laughs> relate to this and I'm so excited that it's in the world and digging form and shape and working through you and and yeah, growing here. So what are some of the ways that those traumas and stories come forward? What does that actually look like? Um, It varies
1: it's it's just so different and each person shows up in their story differently and their body trauma differently and it is so varied i can't even give you an exact response but um i have a lot of openness and i've got large space within my body to um bring in the energy that's flowing and moving and being able to see what's or feel what's coming through and give it an out like a space to come through um so for example somebody might be working their chest really hard and then all of a sudden i can start to feel anger coming through and they're they start pushing harder and harder and then i say you know let's release that anger Feel free to scream, feel free to yell, feel free to just growl or roar. And it's, it's whatever my inner voice is telling me to say to them. And Mm -hmm. I just trust that completely. And usually it's right. And typically Mm -hmm. I can see how that permission lets it go. And because there's no... There's no embarrassment here there's there everything is welcome, and mm-hmm. so I've had clients yell, I've had clients scream, I've had clients roar like they're dragons. I've had clients just fall to their knees sobbing, mm-hmm. and I feel like those are the steps forward to progressing one's fitness, one's health and releasing those larger aspects of purpose is the direction that we need to go in order to go forward successfully to reach the goals that you're looking for.
0: Mm. It's just like a balm. It's just such music to my ears <laughs> really because it, it, it there's so many of us that um, it really speaks to and I know so many people can relate to the two steps forward one step back component as far as their health and or their fitness are concerned and i think that there's another sect of people that you know i can think of a handful off the top of my head of individuals who are actually super fit right super strong yeah. super fit have the bodies they want have the muscles they want and are not happy are not healthy mm-hmm. even though they're fit isn't that interesting and yep. a missing component a hugely missing component is exactly what you're talking about the energetics and the emotions are are almost masked not attended to yeah. and there is judgment right there is why well, I'm so strong I can do this I can do this I can motor through that and ignore that and there's a there's an opportunity there I think in both directions for for wholeness for a different level of health
1: i fully agree yeah And I often say to people who comment about, oh, there's so many fit people. And I've always felt that the more fit you are, the more of a controlling person you are in that fitness and pushing yourself to levels of pain and discomfort in the body is easier because it's pain you can control. So emotional pain for a lot of people is pain that, takes
0: them out of their control
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: oh honey you and i do very similar work in the world actually it's kind of fun <laughs> really if you boil it down i mean it's it's really interesting the components here and you're absolutely right on i agree with you 110 i work more in the relational world with people their relationships to themselves their own sovereignty self-trust the couples and families, groups, organizations, friends, and in the relational dynamics, it is the exact same thing. And I always couch it in terms of learning the difference between power and control. And you're absolutely right. There's a huge difference. One (laughs) is an illusion. I'll give you a hint, but letting go (laughs) of the control you don't have anyway, which is uh, one of my favorite being on the planet's favorite sayings. I love it.
1: Because it's yep. so true.
0: That's, it's so true. so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And so many of us can handle these incredible states of pain and force because it does give us that control. Whereas living in the unknown, living in a place where we get in touch with a power we didn't even know was power or that was ours. Um, but feeling out of control of it, that's a very different state. And the fact that you're holding such safe space and combining it so that you're not sacrificing one or the other. It's not a choice. It is both. I love that you're doing that, that parallel path again. I love it. It's so important. Let me ask you what what was do you have a career highlight for you so far since you've sort of went this way? Anything that stands out for you?
1: A highlight. Oh you know I think for me it was that moment where I really started to trust that inner voice. Mm. That was the highlight and just listening and rolling. And I just, I felt like there was a hand on my back and it just said, lean back. We got you. And Mm. I did. And it was just magical,
0: magical. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. I can feel that from you. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. And so (laughs) I love to talk about all kinds of funny things and you have, you have really cool superpowers. You really do. Um, but I also think that in this plane of duality too, you know, failure and success are kind of interwoven. They're two halves of the same whole. And I think we kind of tend to demonize one. It's just like your lack of judgment space that you hold so exquisitely and so powerfully. So I always like to ask people about their favorite failures. Do you have a favorite failure of yours? Like, is there a a failure you can remember? I would guess I would call it an apparent failure that in hindsight, you can see set you up for later success.
1: Oh, failures. Yeah, I've got a lot. (laughs) what's your
0: fave
1: (laughs) um I think my favorite is just how easily I would sabotage myself and then just start back up from scratch Mm. and it was a regular pattern that occurred over and over and over again and Mm. and then one day I was picking my my pieces up and I put them back together just a little bit different than normal and I opened up this different branch of uh information of myself um this energy piece and I opened up uh, an energetic component and people just started finding me and that was probably my biggest success from the failure of I can't do it. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm going to start again. I'm going to focus completely on something else. And then I put the pieces back just a little bit different. And now it's really moving fluidly. And I'm like, all right, lean back. I'm here. I'm enjoying it.
0: (laughs) I can see why that's your fave. It's pretty good. (laughs) that's like oh I thought you were my mortal enemy turns out you're my very best friend yum <laughs> you're so good to me thank you <laughs> okay so in your industry personal training fitness you know what do you like most about working in that industry
1: <laughs> um <laughs> I- it's funny because I don't see myself in that industry particularly. <laughs> I made I'm in my own industry. I'm thank you, Amorka. <laughs> yes.
0: I didn't really like that one.
1: <laughs> um, I spent some time in that one. It wasn't really my jam. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I've totally forgotten the question now. <laughs> yeah, you hated it that much. <laughs>
0: So you don't consider yourself in the personal training or fitness industry, really, actually. So if I asked you what you like most about it, or what you like least about it, you could probably answer that one. What industry Um, would you say you're
1: in? I'm kind of in the in-between industry at the moment. I I am a personal trainer, and I do run fitness classes, Mm -hmm. and I am an energy worker, and I do support people's bodies in relearning how to heal themselves. And I'm I'm kind of re-amalgamating the two together and I see where it's coming together and I see where I'm leaving parts and bringing parts. And it's funny because there's often times when I'll open the door and people are like, Oh, are you Melanie? (laughs) 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 And uh, it's, it's really neat to see. Um, So as far Mm. as, The fitness industry. um, I love that people are dedicated enough to themselves to give themselves an hour of time. And I'm honored to be that person that they give that hour of time to. And I love that I can guide them safely through whatever transaction level they're looking for at that time. And that's my role in the fitness world. And I love that aspect. Mm -hmm. I find people find me when they need me and when it's their time and then they'll stay with me for a little bit and then they'll move on. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. the hardest part about the current fitness industry is how it's so appearance based. And I've Mm -hmm. mentioned that already today, but Social media and magazines and everything, they don't access the full spectrum of what fitness is actually about. And the reasoning for people wanting to get fitter and healthier um, is deeper. I feel like it's the surface is just what people are like, oh, I want to look a certain way. But really, I think they want to feel a certain way.
0: Absolutely.
1: And yeah. So my goal is to take the appearance out and bring the feeling in.
0: Uh, what a beautiful way to say, you know, you and I are also both mothers.
1: Yes. And
0: as far as a contribution to the evolution of humanity and our planet and what we may be leaving behind for all the children of the world that's what gets me really excited that, I mean, I won't even talk about the social media craze cause we'll be here for two <laughs> hours and it won't be light. It really, really... No, we,
1: no, we would go heavy quickly.
0: <laughs> I have things to say about that. And I'm sure most of us do, you know, we've, we've seen in this short, short time of this global experiment, the devastating effects on a lot of people, but mostly on our young people. And I think that industry-wise, you know, I I I see a um, a Venn diagram for you (laughs) all these places, and then (laughs) this like this new seed in the center that's really really needed and wonderful. But really, it's 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 sort of the industry of evolution. Right. And I love what you're saying about the feeling versus the appearance. And that really is at the bottom of everything. When I look at that and I imagine myself looking like that, it's really because I want to feel X, Y, Z. And so you're just cutting out the surface stuff and going to the heart of it and allowing people, showing people, helping people, guiding people, training people. Yeah. I think we could say that. Yeah. I love what you said training people, but relearning how to heal themselves. And getting to that place of feeling over appearance, that, that is magic. That is a superpower. And that is such a legacy that has the ripple effects through everybody, through everybody that it touches. I'm most excited about that. Most Mm -hmm. excited about that. Okay. You, what is an absolutely absurd thing that you love? Let's go left for a second. Left field.
1: Oh goodness. Um, It's going to sound really funny, super left field. When I am mountain biking in the forest, Uh I will always dodge around slugs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course you you do. Okay. Okay. I like that answer. Uh, I'm going to have to get you one or two more because your answers are so good. Before we begin to wrap up here, what else can I throw at you? Um, okay. In the last five years, what's the one thing that's most improved your life? Belief, behavior, habit. I don't know. Meteor falling from the sky. What's, what has improved your life the most? Oh, in the last five years? Five years. Wow. Um,
1: accepting this gift and this inner knowing and
0: really moving with it. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest thing you had to overcome in order to accept it? If anything, myself, Would you- <laughs> uh, <more. laughs> tell me more. I know you were the mountain, but particular parts of the mountain were the most gnarly. Um, you really have to I move
1: think- For the most part, it was um, the fear of judgment and it was the fear of what people would say about me because I was different. I was working with energy and there's still a big weird vibe when it comes to energy workers and how they show up in the world. And um, I feel like there's that Preconceived expectation of what an energy worker is, and so I had a lot of fear around the judgment in, like, from my family, from my friends, mm-hmm. and then I realized that that part didn't really matter. If <laughs> they didn't like it, that's that's a them problem. That's not a me problem. And so when I started to move more fluidly that way, that's when. Things really started to shift, and I was happily bobbing down the sea and the current and, you know, mm-hmm. drifting away instead of sort of trying to fight with my paddle going upstream.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that motivate you to get out of bed in the morning?
1: <laughs> I have three children. Nothing really motivates me to get out of bed.
0: <laughs> and yet, and yet, I mean, you get to see the impact on people that it's you get to true. work so closely with, right? Fair yeah. to say Fair to That's say I do get impact.
1: very, very excited when my when I've got my schedule in front of me, and I'm like, oh yeah, this this day is going to be a good day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, what would you say your soul's purpose is? I know we started with that, but you really felt that this was on purpose on what you would call soul purpose.
1: Yeah, I would say my soul's purpose is to bring the feeling to the fitness world. Oh,
0: there's a tagline. I hope that's somewhere. Yes, please. <laughs> I love it. It's really true. And I guess, you know, before we begin to wrap up today, is it worth mentioning that, you know, we call them higher senses, Um clairsentience, that extra feeling state, clairvoyance, you know, the insights, clairaudience, hearing things. Most people are familiar with these things. Uh, I know you know my daughter, Hannah, she has clairaudience, which is psychic smell. All of these senses are not necessarily extra special. I feel like they're just untapped maybe. So I think that many of us are experiencing things like telepathy and empathy where we can feel other people's feelings or we can perceive and receive and read thought energies we can these these ways of being in the world are becoming more and more commonly talked about whether they've been going on the whole time and people have felt a little weird about it or not known how to talk about it or it's been portrayed as you know something other than wonderful it's that lack of understanding is slowly starting to have some light shed on it. And so there's a lot of highly sensitive people in the world. There's a lot of people in the world with these, with these senses open and operating and intact where they are privy to more subtle forms of communication. I mean, they are just literally reading information in the world at a more subtle level. And so when someone like that comes to train with you, assuming that they do, uh, do you notice that there's an impact, for example, if someone who is highly empathic and they are constantly feeling other people's feelings, do you think that other people's stuff, can we phrase it that way, is more readily stored in their muscles or there are more of it to happen? Or there's there's just an implication there of people that are maybe a little more sensitive or have these higher senses intact, having more of this stuff to work through with you? Have you noticed anything like that?
1: Oh, yes, Absolutely. No question. Um, I can also pick up those who have a really, really strong intuitive gift. Um, The empaths, I always, as soon as they enter, I'm like, wow, you're carrying a lot of other people right now. And that'll be the first thing that I do is sort of you know, okay, we're just gonna go through some like a Rolodex of people. They're just gonna pop into your head. You might not have thought about them in a while, and we'll just shimmy them off of you here. And mm-hmm. that usually helps. Um, the bigger, um, like intuitive empaths are actually carrying other people's stuff. So mm-hmm. that work is a little bit bigger to to deal with. Um, and that usually represents with a, a lot of heaviness mm-hmm. and emotional responses to things that you're like, this doesn't really bother me yet. And yet I'm very, very bothered. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are very intuitive, but their intuition is sleeping because it spent so much time not being heard or not being listened to. So I do actually spend a lot of time helping people to awaken their intuition and, you know, it's funny because the intuition will test you. It's like, oh, you've woken me up. Now are you going to pay attention? And so usually when somebody is leaving after having awoken their intuition or brought their intuition back in, it's, I I will always say, it's going to test you. Mm -hmm. It might even be a simple thing like, take the long way home. You won't Mm -hmm. know why, but it's just, it's just testing you. And then one time it'll say, you know what, take the take the kids to the supermarket on your way home and then go home. And you might get a a call saying, Hey, there was an accident just outside of your house. And it would have been when you were arriving home, you know, it gives you those Mm -hmm. little, like, see, I told you. And then Mm -hmm. that enhances the ability to listen more. Mm
0: -hmm. It sounds Um, to me like you're training those muscles at the same time as you're training the physical ones. Oh, sure am. (laughs) And that's really that intersection, right? I mean, that's that's where that true confidence comes from. That's where that true freedom comes from. That's where that true self-worth comes from. That's where, to me, all of it comes from. And yes, you get to feel that within your body, bones, and muscles, but not to the exclusion of all the others and not just on the surface. You get to embody it, not just walk around as a picture of it. Exactly. Mm. Powerful. I wish I could stay on forever with you. I have so much more to ask. Oh my goodness, <laughs> one more, and then we have to wrap. I'm very curious about this because, especially with people with a little bit of heaviness, repetitive injuries, two steps forward, one step back. I've noticed because I work so much in trauma, and especially in women, and for for over a decade, particularly with uh, abuse and probably sexual abuse on the top of that. Sometimes those traumas, those emotions, those things are protecting us in some way. Like often there's a side benefit to the heaviness, to the protection, to the cloak, to the, all those things. I'm sure you've noticed that. So in your work, would you say, that it's a particular way of working with also the side benefit. Like, you know, the body sometimes and the emotions that are stuck in there doesn't want to give up that weight, doesn't want to give up that protection, doesn't want to give up whatever the side benefit is. There's usually a secondary benefit in there. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. And do you see quite a bit of that? I do. Yeah. I see and a lot of it. You see a lot of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And do you work with it the same way? Do you notice any repetitive patterns in there for moving yourself through that? Because I got to tell you, I probably three quarters of the people I speak with are carrying a version of this story. Yeah.
1: And I have worked very successfully with several clients on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, you know, heavier set, um, you know, bigger personality, you know, sort of loud and, and It's really a protection layer that starts to peel back slowly as you give it permission to move. And a lot of the time we'll start working and then I won't see them for a little bit. And so I just touch base, and usually it's it's a repeat injury that has occurred or they've had a flare-up of some kind. Mm. And so I invite them to come in in an energetic way as opposed to in a strength training way. Mm -hmm. And majority of the clients that I have worked with in that capacity come for personal training Mm -hmm. and stay for
0: the release work of the trauma. Beautiful. Oh, Mel, I adore you. And I am so glad that you are on this and that you really honored the conviction in you and that you decided to walk through all you had to walk through to be here, offering this back to our family of humanity. I can't think of a greater gift um, and especially one so necessary at this time moving forward. We talked about evolution and and the next level, you know, I call it uh, 21st century fitness and it is the whole picture. Is there anything you didn't get a chance to tell us today that you think we should know, or any final thoughts you feel inspired to share before we wrap up for today?
1: Well, other than I think you are wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Deep love for you. Hmm. Um I think that people need to hear more. Be kind to yourself. And anytime somebody leaves, This space, that is the parting words that I give them. Be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, people don't know how to take that. And they kind of look at me a little funny. Mm -hmm. And then as they start coming more regularly, you know, the response is, I'm trying. I am. I can see how now. So Mm -hmm. be kind to yourself.
0: Yes, indeed. On every, every level. Oh, what an absolutely fabulous conversation. Mel, I, I appreciate you. I adore you. I love you. But I so appreciate you being here with us today and sharing everything with us all so generously. It's quite inspiring. Quite inspiring. I don't take that lightly. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> thank well, you for having me
0: oh absolutely anytime it's so much fun we'll have to do it in video next time and, and give some demos i think that's where we're heading next okay that's my <laughs> secret wish all right everyone I and it. thank you all for being here with us today too as always i hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and empowers you to explore the next level of healing health and fitness in your own life Until next time, everyone, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone.